Well, it is a Monday edition. The Jack Michael Show coming to you from our studios at 1020 South 25th Street in Fargo. Brad Anderson in-house. D. Hans on the on the line. Uh, D's got the Z pack up. I'll tell you, we'll, we'll bring the roundtable in. Doc, Phil coming up around the corner. Your text, your, your phone calls, and everything else. And the text club today, if you've joined us on Mondays before, we do your, your good, bad, ugly, and great. And uh, if you can fill that category, do so at 35270. And I think, uh, you know, I've been, watch- I've been looking at, at social media, fellas, and, and, and indeed, I, I know I texted you yesterday, Derek, and I said, I don't know if I have to watch another NFL game again. I, I think I've seen, I, I've seen everything <laughs> in the Vikings-Bills game was like seven games in one. And, I, and I, I saw this, like, someone said, well, it's not a great game. You know, well, it, depending on what word you used, if you wanted amazing catches you had in that game, you wanted a goal line stance you had in that game. You wanted turnovers and points off you had in that game. You wanted rally you had in that game. You wanted dumb passes right to the opposition you had in that game. I mean, you wanted big runs you had it in that game. You wanted drama you had it in that game. I mean, you literally had everything you want, and the only thing I'm sad about is, boy, I wish that would be the Super Bowl <laughs> this season, fellas. I'll tell you, that had good, bad, ugly, great, and everything else. Hi, Dave. Uh, happy birthday to you too, Jack. Thank you, sir. Uh, hello, Brad. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm uh, getting I'm just getting over getting sick from the medication that got me over from getting sick. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> way in, but it's, uh, that that's that's how it is. Um, yeah, to your point, it's why the NFL is number one with the bullet, right? I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where you're right. I mean, there was some sloppy play in there, but as far as entertainment value, nothing in sports compares to what the NFL is giving you right now, and. That showed right there. I mean, that was bonkers. To even think, though, I mean, put everything aside, how great of a game. And I would have said it if they lost. But I was thinking of it last night. I would have said it if they would have lost that, that game. What a great game it was. It, for the Vikings to even be in that game, I mean, I kind of gave up on them, guys. I was so miffed, and I wasn't feeling great. So I went for a drive, and I listened for it. Then I came back for the late fourth quarter. Then I had so much anxiety in the overtime, I had to go listen again because I couldn't watch anymore. <laughs> and it was just, it was one of those things, you know, even if they are lost, think for them to be at where they were at because Buffalo was just carving them up in the second quarter, that's a pretty amazing feat for this team, putting everything else aside. I oh. thought after Kirk's pick, Brad, the it, third quarter one? Yeah, it just, that he just, he saw a ghost. You know, he didn't, who mm-hmm. knows what he saw. I, like Derek, I was kind of like, hmm. Boy, dang it! That that might be the de- you know. And then little did we know that there were like fifteen other things that were going to happen in that game. Uh, it was bizarre, even by Viking standards. I mean, think <laughs> yeah. about that. I yeah. mean, yeah. I think it was you know the Dalvin run. Ah, they got it to ten, and then they then when they got it to four. It kind of piqued my interest, and then Greg Joseph did Greg Joseph things, and right. I just went out. So my wife will not. She follows along, but she doesn't want to watch. So she'll be in the other room. <laughs> what happened? What just happened? It's like. I'm not doing the play-by-play for you. So, you get in here and you, watch you it. You become the reporter for yes. her. Then is that like, what you I do? Go, Who scored? Who has the ball? <laughs> I go, not the Vikings. Uh, so uh, anyway, when they so that whole thing with the touch, you know, they, the the thing in the end zone. Because I started thinking about that too. It's like, you know, if they don't get out of the end zone, this thing's not quite over yet. You guys, you guys we saw the same thing <laughs> right, Friday at the right. Dakota Bowl. Well, Central Caston. Both of you, and, and this is maybe you know you two are football fans too and broadcasters too. And if you've called games, I was like you and Derek. You were probably the same way when when they didn't score. 
the part of me that 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 as our jobs when you're calling a a football game, your job is to still inform or leave you know things out there for a listener to to put in their mind to help paint a picture to digest it right yeah. the minute that that the Vikings didn't score my brain went into kind of like that broadcaster's mode and went well, you know it's not like Buffalo's got the ball five yard you know got some room here I'm curious right. I immediately started thinking Derek I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna call like a smoke route you know you'd think they like Josh Allen would be enough to to hold it tuck it lean forward for two maybe do it again and then use some kind of you know hot route and, and enough to get a punt in but I, I tell you what, that's the first thing that went in my mind. Went well, Buffalo's not exactly in a great position right here either. So that play call, as benign as it seems, and we, how many times have you seen in football? I don't, I can't recall many where a fumble happens, Derek, on that play. Usually it's about a yard oh. or two, Brett. Right? Not, not mm-hmm. a fumble like that. Right. And that was just right. a pl- flat out exchange miss. Ooh. Yep. Well, Pete Persich mentioned it this morning. They don't run a lot of under center plays, right? Yeah. And, and you can see it right there is the fact that they just weren't really prepared for it. And give the Vikings defense for being on top of it. I mean, they were really close to getting a safety and something else. And then, of course, the question is do you take the safety, risk the free kick, you know, no timeouts for the Vikings, and then do they get in field position, you know, field goal position if you do that? I mean, just there's so much at play there. Uh, it, there's so many ifs and buts and. You know, Greg Joseph makes the extra point. Do the Vikings just settle for a field goal in overtime? <laughs> That's right. thing. That is. It's I mean, so right. I mean, I mean, I was thinking about that, and then I was thinking, well, if they get the field goal, the way that the Ed Donatel plays his prevent defense, they don't, you know, the Bills might want to get down there and got their game-winning field goal. And, oh. and then you have the situation. Then you have the situation of the the officials not reviewing that. Obviously, oh. you know, trap ball. I mean, that could, <laughs> we'd be talking about that big time today if they would have lost. Again, that again. So, so some of the argument on 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 Twitter and social media when people are saying, "What a classic, instant classic, great game," you know, we get caught up in the words that we use. You know, we 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 we, we use words. I think what most people mean is probably replace all that with with memorable, uh, dramatic, you know, things like that. We get in trouble when we use great because great has a connotation of, you know, clean, sharp, crisp, efficient, playmaking, you know, that led to some crescendo-esque finish that, you know, they walked off in the, in the sun. That's what, like, great, I think, people connotate great with. So I stopped short of saying great because it, it's, it's used a lot, but it was memorable, and, and it was one of the – Wow. It, it had everything in it. You can define if you want great folks today on the on the Jack Michael show. What is what is the definition of a great game to you? Uh, but I'll tell you what a memorable one was. And I it's, I mean I'm short that people are going to forget about this game. I think it is as uh, like I said. Uh, the only bad thing is that that would have been one heck of a Super Bowl. <laughs> the way that that thing played out, that would that have been the talk. If that was a Super Bowl, oh. I would be dead today. That would be there's no way. <laughs> Plus these two teams that have the history of yeah, bridesmaids and one wide one, yes. right. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Scott Norwoods to whatever else. You the, know, they missed the call. They should have gone to the booth. But how do you let the tight end get free and get out of bounds twice? Right. I mean, right? I mean, question. That that irritated me more than the non-review of the catch that wasn't a catch. By the way, to to those of uh, you know, as as a you know, when your team, quote, I'm using air quotes now, when your team plays the three twenty-five game and there's the noon game on, so you're kind of waiting. Yes, you're waiting, and, and, and yes. then usually you get a little perturbed when that first game. <laughs> 
go, yep. oh, for the love of Pete, would you yep. just get this game done with? My team is... I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I'm like, I don't even know right. if I want this game to end. I don't even care about the Cowboys and the Packers, even though Christian Watson, congratulations. You know, this guy, he's been injured. He's dropped passes. And, you know, it's everything that a rookie, you know, that, that you've got to go through these things, you know, the darkest before the dawn kind of stuff. And uh, for Watson uh, to, to do what he did and A-Rodge to, to connect with him, even though it was against Dallas, you know, I was, I was really cheering on Christian. I, I thought, you know what? Good for him. He kind of came into his zone. How do you not feel good for the guy after the injuries and everything else? And he's trying to prove himself. Can you imagine Watson in the in the in the, by himself? You know, after drop balls and all the expectations, and they trade, they move up to you know to get him. And now you've got that feeling of I owe these people. I, I got to show. I want them to believe all of that. And what happens? <laughs> in one big chunk, he gets three, and the backflip was impressive too. So good for Christian Watson. I safe to say he's in the good graces of number twelve. I now. Would, <laughs> I would, maybe now I can get a Christmas card from Aaron Rodgers. There we go. Let's get some folks on board today. You're good, bad, ugly, and great, as Derek and Brad and I figure. Uh, probably all of them are right there in that Vikings Bills game uh, well, today. Got a texture here. A lot of good stuff here. Good big DGF football win. A yeah. Nice, nice win in Brainerd yeah. over Esco, which I quite frankly I didn't didn't see coming. Uh, bad officiating in Vikings game. Ugly Cowboys collapse. Great, another wonderful Dakota Bowl. And, you know, and we're going to get to that because there is. I mean, let's just say there was a there's a lot to unpack today on the show. But you're right, and DGF is in action on Saturday at two against Fairmont. Uh, Derek's Barnesville Trojans also in action Friday morning at Jackson uh, against Jackson County Central. And then Wheaton, Herman, Norcross, you know, and 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 Fertile Bell, Tramier, both still alive in semifinal play in in nine man. So good stuff on that. Let's get to the phone line. Get some folks involved in your uh, good, bad, ugly, great, or whatever is on your your mind today. We'll get to the FCS stuff here in a bit too. But two three seven thirty seven sixty seven or triple eight four five eight six nine two six. Where are we going, Brad? Out of the gate All today. Right. Caller, are you still there? Yes. Can you guys hear me? Got you clean. What do you got on your mind today? Uh, okay, so let's go, go good. I'm going to just say Michigan getting another dominating football win. <laughs> oh, you got the Wolverine plug in early. All right, good. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. Had yes, to do that. Yes, had yes. to do that, Go Jack. Big Blue. Go um, Big Blue. Yep. So bad is actually still kind of good, but it's just bad because we're talking about the Wolves, and they broke a three-game losing streak but had to withstand a horrific second half giving up uh really, really tried three, to get garland three-point bomb yeah three, garland was, three-pointers garland was playing horse Jeez. yesterday for cleveland i, I said this morning yes. on kfgo sports i said the wolves won by you know whatever it went up five or whatever i said five or six or but something but they tried to give it away <laughs> oh yeah i ugly all i can say is uh maybe like uh the first half by the minnesota defense because great is obviously then that game but the rest of the game but you know it's it's uh, interesting and nice uh you know that was an exhausting game to watch yesterday but it's uh it's uh sure is uh cool to um have the uh positive buzz talk from the msm you know sports media about uh the vikings after they um you know they sort of like took all punches and and you know returned themselves with the knockout blow yesterday and kind of Hopefully, um, maybe not put to permanently bad, but at least you know put to put to rest some of the disrespecting that they were getting from the MSM sports, you know, mainstream sports media. As far as like, oh, they've won a bunch of close games. They haven't really beat anybody. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. And 
how about the defense, at least in the second half, you know, only six points and what they force three or more turnovers. So yeah, yeah well, yeah, put, well yeah. put, man, that's a good, bad, ugly, great. And everything in between. I like the fact All that right, we, you guys have a great day. Thanks Thank for you. the call. Uh, they got into like college football and the pro. Well, you know, uh, Derek and Brad, and I said this too, I, I know that it might even be part of our culture in the Northern Plains. You know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that sometimes the weather puts us into moods over the years, but I think a lot of times we don't see, you know, as my, as, as, as my boy Hunter Fanky would say, you know, it's not whether your glass is half full or half empty. You just be fortunate you have a glass and live your life that way. But Derek and Brad, it never, it never is that way. It it seems like in our region, it's like if it's sunny, you're thinking about yeah, but it might rain on Friday. <laughs> you know, the Vikings are eight and one. Yeah, but we've never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? That's just 100%. it. Just seems like that's yep. that's our that's the way that a lot. Not everybody. I don't want to paint it with one brush, but it just seems like it's like Christmas vacation. You know, when Clark's finally got it all lit up. <laughs> You know, and he's going down the road. He's got t- tears, and he gets to his phone. The, the little lights little, aren't twinkling, the, Clark. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> thanks for noticing. It is. It's I like know. that's the way we tend to live our, our lives. We were, that's the way uh, we were talking about Thanksgiving and training everybody here for Thanksgiving. Like, well, hope it doesn't storm. Like, <laughs> right. Just right. because right. it yep. did last week our doesn't mean. probably going to be bad. Yeah, you know? it goes, just because it did last week doesn't mean it's going to on Thanksgiving. <laughs> the little lights aren't twinkling, Clark. <laughs> I know, Ed. And thanks for noticing. <laughs> but Derek, to that point, though, guys, at eight and one, can you now? Can and I say you, not you guys specifically, but or Vikings fans, but but can you just appreciate eight and one like we've been talking about, Derek? You can you, you just can appreciate what they're doing right now, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You just got to get in the tournament and you got to get decent speed and hope for the best because. When you get into the tournament, you just don't know, right? I mean, that's just the way it goes, and that's that's the whole thing. I mean, we've seen a couple of really good Packer teams that you thought were going to go all the way to the Super Bowl that got upset, whether it's Aaron Rodgers as quarterback or Favre. And fifteen and one with the Vikings, you know, two thousand nine. They're just, a, you know, if they would have just had a game ahead of the Saints, they'd be sitting pretty. Who knows? And they don't lose to the Carolina Panthers in a close game. Maybe they host Philadelphia instead of being on the road. I mean. Just, there's just so many unknowns when you get to January, and that's you're, you're just positioned to get to January, and then from there, who knows? I think uh, that a lot of pieces are in place. They're certainly not a finished product, but I was saying this morning at our no. brother station, D and, and Brad, that that you know you got a quarterback that's playing okay. You know, you've just you've got a running back that can catch balls out of the backfield and obviously bust long touchdown runs. You've got by the time his career is done, if he stays healthy. What may go down as the as the most electrifying, and I think I was listening to you last week, Derek. I'm not ready to put Justin Jefferson in the Jerry Rice category, but I'll tell you, if he keeps throwing these numbers up and he's six, seven, eight years down the road, I mean, he will blow away some of these uh, some of the greats of all time. And and you know, you got Derek, Adam Thielen. I mean, Derek, do we just give we just give Jefferson a blank check and he just fills in the amount now? Or? <laughs> Here you go. Oh my heaven. Just, yeah, what do, you, what do you need? It's a, it's a special. He's a special cat. There's no doubt. They're not going to want to let him go. You, you know what? You know how, they're they're generational athletes. You know Moss was a is a generational player, and, and and you guys can define it in your estimation. But you know they're just guys. They're they're great. They're great. And then there's just those ones that are a little bit different. They make stuff happen that you don't think 
ever that you'd see happen. And, and Jefferson's kind of in that, is he a throw it up and go get it? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know, so you put a, that ball Kirk Cousins threw in the window inside the five and that little out. Right. That was a great ball. I mean, great it's throw. nice, but right? I mean, so Kirk Cousins is like making some, you know, is, is Jefferson making Cousins better? You know, I you know, there's there's a That's lot possible, going yeah. on there. So um, you know, the thing about, about Moss was he just he just just changed the image because the Vikings were an okay team, but they were the interest was kind of waning a little bit. They weren't selling out games, and that was back where they were they were getting right. games blacked out in the cities and And he was a freak. I mean, and just, the, in the moment, yeah, the the crazy. moment like that first game, they I think he had what, two, three touchdowns against Tampa Bay, everything changed. Everything. Yep. Everything changed. And you got everything with him. Sure. <laughs> you yep. got the athleticism, you got the swag, you got the, you know, pop it off, you got this and you got you got everything with yep. him. He was a different thing. Yep. Uh three five two seven oh is the text. You're good, bad, ugly, and great. We'll bring Doc Phil into the equation coming up around the corner. Uh the latest FCS stats, uh top twenty five poll is on in college football. And North Dakota State has moved to number four. South Dakota or I should say at number four. South Dakota State is uh, still number one. North Dakota moves up to number 16. It is the week where North Dakota and North Dakota State will play on Saturday afternoon. And I think uh, Bison fans are probably going, we're a top four seed, right? Um, probably. I would think so. We'll see what, what everything shakes up. UND fans are going, yeah. if we get a win, are we a top eight? Mm-hmm. Fair questions uh, today. But that's the, uh, the latest. Huge game. Yeah, huge game. Uh, big one. You got it on a brother station, KFGO, pregame at one thirty. Quick timeout. We'll come back. D, uh, D sounds pretty fresh for being loaded up with that Z-Pack you got, Derek. I don't know what you're I, taking. I'm, I'm getting fine now. I just got to get through the morning, and then I'll, uh, I'll – by the time I come in tomorrow, guys, I'll be 100%, I promise. No, you sound, you right. sound fresh. But maybe the fact the Vikings are 8-1 helps, too. That but helps. Derek doesn't, doesn't equate how right. he's going to go. But what? that doesn't hurt. One thing Texter says, the good has to be the young man from Velva's fourth down tackle, Mr. Selzler there at the end. What a play in memory for that young man. Can you imagine? Braden Selzler. I've got something uh, with regards to the uh, Dakota Bowl championships, and it was something that happened after, not during, that I, that I absolutely love, that I will bring up here in a moment, that I believe many people in our listening audience can relate to. Then i got a question for you, Brad, because, by the way, incredible job to you, and to Bob Roars, Tom Dosh, who mm-hmm. joined you a little bit in those. I, I, I know the old rule in our business, if you don't pat yourself on your own, nobody's going to pat it for you. <laughs> uh, 740 The Fan, I thought, absolutely crushed it uh, extremely well from morning through night. Brad, major, major part of that. Another excellent uh, broadcast. I listened as much as I could Friday at a basketball game. Absolutely good, and and the play did not disappoint either. So it was no, really those first two you know, games were uh, about as good as they get. And Jamestown and North had a lot of big plays and. Shanley, ooh, what a machine. Wow. Video game. Yeah, <laughs> Video was, game, Shanley. Yeah, was... uh, quick time out. We'll come back with more Roundtable to Monday edition. Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan. 740 The Fan will highlight the best in high school sports each week. With the... Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor? 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 What's up, Doc? Oh, here he is, the man that, that secretly is the reason for most success due to his uh, grape licorice brought to most press boxes during the course of football games. One and only an orthopedic surgeon, <laughs> Dr. Phil Johnson. Great to see 
uh, your beautiful girl there and, and husband. It was uh, it was nice to see you on Saturday, Doc. And as always, the stomach thanks you for the uh, the licorice. Well, I will have you know that is the only press box that I deliver Huckleberry licorice to, <laughs> and we feel blessed that we added yeah. to the. It's really the only good thing that is added to the the snack michael's junk junk <laughs> drawer that we have up there we've had chicken and the biscuits from 2017 still at the alara center up there that i'm guessing oh. can't be good by now <clears throat> but it's all oh. it's all good hey no. by, by the way we'll get into everything this week and here's what i want to say about the uh, people have been texting in your your good bad ugly and great from the weekend and we've gotten a few now from the Dakota Bowl Championships and some love for, for DGF and Barnesville on the Minnesota side. Uh, I, I think I saw this correctly. And Brad, correct me if I'm wrong. But this is what I love. Because if you grew up in a small town or any town, really, that, that, that uh, has a – and your team, a local team, wins a state championship. Now, I remember this because my sisters were part of the Williston Coyotes that strung – they were like Mandan before Mandan okay. and Shanley before Shanley. They strung like 58 wins and they were winning state tournaments. What would happen is that uh, out of those days, those back in the seventies, is that the, the state tournament always like in Jamestown. I remember as a kid going to the Jamestown Civic Center a lot to watch state girls basketball. So in Alexander, North Dakota, twenty some minutes outside of Williston, uh, uh, the team would uh, jump on a fire truck, ah, right? Yes. And then then they then we'd all sit and and caravan wait for them to to come in. Then it would then it would lead to the gym, and then you'd have that celebration over there. So, Phil and Brad, I'm watching New Salem Almont. Someone posted uh, New Salem Almont, who had another thriller, obviously, yep. in their title. They get back to their town, and it's, you know, that area in North Dakota kind of got dumped on snow and whatever. So here's, a foot and a half, yeah. <laughs> here's the city street. It's dark. And lights, you know, you get the local sheriff and the, the bubbles of the car. You've got the team coming out of the truck. And then down the end of Maine are like fireworks. People are shooting off fireworks. And I thought, <laughs> if that isn't, Doc, Americana, baby, that is that, 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 that absolutely brought a smile to my face. That's how, you, that's how you bring a state title home, right, Doc? You know, in that situation, they should have had a Holstein cow at the beginning of the parade. <laughs> they, they should have had Salem Sioux. Yeah, Salem you're right. Sioux, at parade. Yeah, it uh it's it's awesome. I don't know how many I think a lot of towns do that, don't they? A lot of, I mean if pot, yeah. Yeah, Lisbon Lisbon does that or they've done that before when they've It's really cool. They've done it for I know they've done it for the wrestling team a few times here in recent years, so yes. Yeah, it's it's what they should do. Absolutely. It was uh, 28-26, uh, New Salem won over Cavalier and another one last year. They went, what, semifinal? Went, went... Semifinal went overtime out uh, out at New Salem, and Cavalier beat them. Velvet Drake, Animus Garrison, a two-point win over Cass. Central Cass had it on the doorstep. And, and, and the one. And, uh, it didn't take me long. I was, I was I went down to the main level between games, and I had uh, a couple people from Castles at one said, should have kicked the field goal. <laughs> well, I was at the, I was at the uh, Betty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and calling a basketball game, and, and, a, and a fan there who's from Castle said, "Jack, did you hear about the game?" I went, "No, I was listening on the way up, but I had to do this." And I said, "Yeah, they had it, and they, they kind of went for it there, and kick a field goal." I went, "Oh, uh, got a kicker, though." You know, so that became a conversation. I'm so, sure, yeah. To each their own. Uh, James Starr, congratulations, uh, 46-28 over North, and then Shanley defeating Bismarck Century, 48 to seven. From the injury front, Doc and Brad, you called this game, so you would know. I think it was a. Shanley Deacon player uh, Leininger 
that Adam Leininger. They were really not moving him at all. And it looked like something in the in the shoulder. Shoulder, collarbone, something along those lines. Is that what it looked like to you, right? I, when they... My first guess was shoulder, but I guess I just that was just one amateur opinion. But the way out they were holding him up, it was it I believe it was totally... his left shoulder. So my question like... go ahead, Doc. My question to you, Doc, is is when you when you you assuming there's a shoulder clavicle injury, uh, how the the athletic trainers right there on the spot immediately treat or not treat and then you know the the process after that it depends what it is um if it is a dislocated joint the best chance you got to reduce it is right then you know as long as you're pretty confident there isn't anything broken so if there isn't a large angulation uh not in close by the joint then i'll try and reduce them right away to me it looked like something was probably broken mm. um the way they were handling him um so, I mean, with, with the elbow, it's, it's common, not uncommon uh, in football, especially if you have elbow dislocations. We'll try and reduce them right away and then go for x-rays and see if there's any fractures or any other any other issues. But you just try once. You don't try and sit there and pull on it, pull on it, pull on it. If it doesn't go in there just once, then uh, we button them up and away we go. I'll, uh, can I stop you now? Because I just got uh, uh, what I'm going to say is I'll, I'll remain name as a, a really good source. And here's what it was, Doc. Uh, dislocated okay. elbow. They thought yep. they thought it was a fracture, and it was just yep. dislocated. So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and if you're not real comfortable, you know, evaluating those because because they can sometimes you know fool you a little bit, but usually the dislocated elbows you can tell right away, and just by where they're sitting, and you just give them a good little tug and a counter tug, and if it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, then off we go. That's what my nephew, uh, one of my twin nephews, uh, yep. had in college this year. Remember when I sent you the photo of the uh, the X-ray? Yeah. Yeah. Dislocated yeah, elbow that popped back in. Well, on hope, this. It, hope it comes back. He's a uh, well, a good football player. He's a very good baseball player. I mean, well. I, I tell Stanley you, and post too. Well, it, but I don't. It probably it didn't. Look, that's his left arm, right? Right. Maybe you're, it's not his throwing arm. So the um, yeah, you're right on that. Okay. As long as there's not a fracture, the key is uh, understanding all the tissues that are involved with that. So it goes. Does it go out to the inside? Does it go out to the outside? And then you rehabilitate those accordingly. Uh, you want to get them going. You want to get the motion going as quickly as you can so it doesn't stiffen up on you. I'll tell you this but much. You, oh, go ahead. If you look at a lot of the NFL linemen, look how many of them are wearing elbow braces. Because they dislocated their elbow. The uh, It's good to know. the To put a cap on the Dakota Bowl, and we kind of given love to those teams involved in Of all those, I, well, Jamestown was strong, obviously. Shanley's the, the last team I would want to play. The, it it literally, and I'll tell you, St. Thomas, they're getting a quarterback. This kid's ball, he yeah. throws. I tell you, Doc, and, and I, I can't confirm, but uh, Rosberg, the, the Shanley quarterback, because some of the, the Shanley folks are telling me that he has he has thrown for the most yards in the history of high school football. I can't, I, I don't have the, I don't know who has that record right now in as many high school games as I've done, and, and you certainly have. Yeah, I don't. Oh, is it maybe Brooks? Maybe Bollinger? I should ask Coach Berg. I should ask Mike. Rosberg throws a tremendous ball. He is just going to be. He is going to be a, a knock on wood here. He's going to be a heck of a collegiate quarterback. Well, you remember what Troy said too. He says they he was late to being a quarterback because when they played like youth and FM athletics, he had to play in the offensive line. He was too sure. big to play quarterback. He's gonna. He yeah. can run a program. He he looks like he's just got. I watch for body language, Doc and Brad. I don't know about you, but I watch for. You know the poise, and I get the pleasure of, of uh, broadcasting Tommy Schuster, who has got more poise than any quarterback 
I have seen in a long time at the helm, and and he's you know he's throwing a seventy percent completion rate or more. But man alive, I was just absolutely impressed with uh, with Rosberg in that game. So well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the other kid that I was absolutely impressed with. Well, there's two of them. Is the quarterback from Jamestown? Oh, Peyton Holcalter. There's wow. another guy. What do you have? Six or seven <laughs> touchdowns? Yeah, he, he had a hand basically in all seven scores. Did you see what he did? Watch Brad go over this. Brad, how many different oh, ways yeah. did he did he get in the three? Okay, three. ran ran for three, threw for three, and caught, caught one. one. And then what did he do oh. defensively? Two interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I, I'm just gonna tell you now. We have a weekly uh, promotion called the Fans Finest. What do you think? I think we're gonna take. He might be in there. I think he's uh, the leader yeah. in the clubhouse. Yes. I, I definitely think he's not gonna be at the right level. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry, Jamestown University, but I think this kid's Division One. But I understand. You know, he's from Jamestown. He wants to play baseball too, and everything else. But that kid is definitely a Division One prospect. Now, There's no question. Now the list has him. He he has seven touchdowns, which would be a new. Dakota. That should be the record. That that is the record, right? Yeah. So he was accounted for seven of the uh, of the scores here. Is my they passed for three, ran for three, caught one. You okay, know. but I think best, I think the best sub story of the whole tournament was, was the Jamestown kicker. Oh, yeah. The young lady. Yes. She was a girl. Love to see it. she had to go to the volleyball tournament after the football game. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that's that's a uh, true sport athlete, let me tell you. That's fantastic. In the same season. Yeah. And Jameson Volleyball is the two-seed out of the West, for goodness sakes. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they've, got, they've got South coming up. Or it could be you uh, calling the game, too. So it's, it's good to hear you. <laughs> Uh, get a little James I love it. it. It really is a good time of the year. I know on Mondays we we con- we consume our show with good, bad, ugly, and great, um, and and it's almost like we need the entire Jack Michael show, the Power Hour, to get through all because we obviously well, miss some Jack, doc. I think the good and the ugly happened all in one play this weekend. In one play, one play, not one game. Like the Vikings have all no. of it. You know the Bills one and play. one play. Don't say yet. Okay. Brad, okay, we don't know this because we don't get together with Doc on a roundtable. Nope. Happened in one play. One play. One play. <sighs> Do you have a small hint? Purple. Hmm. <laughs> Cousin tripped over his <laughs> tripped over his lineman <laughs> no, twice. <laughs> the second one he held no. on to it? Was that the good part of it? <laughs> no. The Vikings were denied the touchdown. Yet then, Allen, who hasn't been under center probably all day, tries to take a snap, fumbles it, Vikings recover for a touchdown and win the game. Right. So it's the good, and that the Vikings were kind of, you know, uh, I shouldn't say they were rewarded because they didn't get in, but they kind of were rewarded. So a really good thing happens when they didn't quite get that touchdown. Okay, so one okay, one play because they didn't make it. Okay, I yeah. got you. I got you. So not a sequence of two plays that 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 they got it. Just the one play of not making it put Buffalo in a horrendous spot and subsequently yeah. fumbled it that the Vikings fell out and scored and then of course Buffalo tied it and then they went over. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll give you a little a bit. A little of, convoluted, but I, you know, I'll give you a little bit of I'll give you a little bit of uh, I'll give you a little bit of that. How do we fix? Um, here's a talk. Here, here's something. What should we do about what happened on the bobbled catch, uh, Davis? I think uh, Buffalo uh, gets it to the perimeter. 
And because Buffalo's running up-tempo like a Shanley Deacon team, you know, good luck reviewing anything because they're, they're on the line and it's no huddle and it's up and it's quick. You know, so they don't they don't recall they don't they don't stop the play, they don't review the play, and it goes on and it costs Minnesota. It it, it yep. for that time it did. So what do we do now? Do we have an officials meeting today in the National Football League and say, look, if there is a shred of doubt, you need to stop that. And another team's going, you know, they're they're going to try to get a playoff. And what do we do, guys? Really? But and by the way, what is passing if Derek texts me, he goes, I still don't know what pass interference is because I'm going to give the Packers credit. Yes, of course, you want it. Christian Watson, great. Three touchdowns, good for you. Ah, but come on. There was, there was a, video review there was only a, for touchdowns. Okay. I'm getting really tired of video review. It's just it's just really detracting away from, from the, uh, the emotion of the game, the momentum of the game, only for touchdowns. And I think if you score a touchdown, I still think this: if you score a touchdown within the last two minutes of the game, and it and it ends up tying the game, if you kick the PAT, you have to go for two. So you would you would you would really uh, uh, skirt rules? Um, no, I'd make a new rule. I'd make a new rule have, on that. I'd win. You're going to have to win this game, or you're going to have to lose it. You and you got to go for two. Here's my mentality that I try to put in my brain years ago because young broadcasters and, and even us old farts, you know, get into this too, where you, you get a little uh, edgy because you've seen so many games and you think. And I and I really, as a guy that used to referee uh, a lot, I really don't like <laughs> if I feel myself talking too much about. Well, you missed that call. Ooh, there was contact there. It's like ooh, it's taken away from the broadcast. And I go home and I kind of slap myself in the face, go, you've got to be better than that. So I've tried to, in my brain, um, go into a game, whether it be a Red Hawks game on a you know ball strike, you know, on a bad day for an umpire that's just missing the zone. I almost go into a game going, look, there are going to be mistakes, Phil. There, there are yeah. going to be flat out, there are going to be mistakes, and your job as a team is to play – you know, three points better, five points better in basketball so that one call doesn't cost you. Maybe even a point or two better in football so it doesn't cost you or, exactly. or in hockey. Exactly. Right? It, it, you almost That's have to have that in your brain, don't you? Yep. I mean, the, the game is subjective when you get right down to it. It's not perfect. We don't run the perfect play every time. We don't have the perfect handoff. We sometimes don't have the perfect pass or call the perfect play. We're trying to make the game perfect with the officials, but the reality is, if you look at them, and I would like somebody to go back for the last, say, four or five years since video has really been, you know, utilized a lot, and really see how many calls truly were overturned. I'll bet you it's probably less than three or four mm, percent. Yeah. When you get down to it, I mean, those guys mm. are really, really good. They're, they're really good at what they do. Yeah, especially in baseball. Yeah. If, you, if you think, oh, he looked yep. like he beat that out, and then they slow it down like five times as slow as the Zapruder film, and like, I'm oh, darn, he got it right. <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I really think that that the video process has detracted away from the game, and 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 part of it is if you don't get a call that's part of the game and that's part of the emotion that comes up. That's part of the passion. And sometimes that stirs you up and it makes you play better in that game. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of things with that, you know, with the subjectivity of calling a game. And, and I, and I think right. we've really lost a lot of that. You're right. And Brad, and you can add to the, and it's not, you know, it's big. <laughs> it, that was big in the Buffalo, Minnesota game because of the yep. time it happened. 
But right. we all know that a play in the first quarter could be just Correct. as impactful as a play in the fourth quarter. The problem is it's the fourth quarter. Correct. Right? <laughs> you know, so that's the question. You know, so to Phil's point, you know, do we sit here and you know and replay everything humanly possible to get it right, or do we just understand that that I will part company with both of you for an instant just because I On think which if, part? just the whole video review, because I think if you have the technology, um, use it. Okay. And How think, often? No, that's the thing. We, we probably go a little too much into right. that. but um, it, To mean, you, Brad, is, is it more important to get it right all the time or to get it right when it matters, well, quote-unquote matters most? You know what I'm getting at here? What, what's the, get it right when it matters the most. Okay. Which I would say would be a questionable inbound touchdown call. Yeah, yeah. Not a, not a first down call on a big drive, you know. And yeah, then, I'd no. say that that would probably fall in there. You know, it, it, it's uh, you know we're gonna football game is gonna be three hours, maybe three and a half, <laughs> you know already, you know, and I don't know if it's because uh, we cause television we had, got commercials to get in. Well, that's true because because <laughs> we had one at the Dakota Bowl and actually was on that drive in that first game because that. Castleton was. Central Cast is going in, and, and it looked like Peyton Lamar was down at the one, and a video proved that he was, but they, they took a look at it because they thought, well, if he, if he got the ball across the goal line but the knee was down first, let's check and see because um, that might have been a score. They might have won the game in that regard, but uh, they, they got that call right, and then it set up the dramatics for the next play. It is. Yeah, uh... see, that's, that's what, I agree with that. Uh, I agree with the touchdown thing. Some of these other lesser calls, I'm not so sure. We've got to trust the officials that they're making the right call. And my whole point is that invariably they are. It, it really is amazing. And, you know, I've been around enough of them for long enough that those guys do a really good job. I mean, I, I sometimes go, how did you get that? You know, and I'll, I'll chat with them when they're on the bench sometimes go, that was an awesome call. I would never, I, I thought it would, would have gone the other way. You know, and they just kind of chuckle. And, you know, it's just they have a trained eye, you know, to, to see that stuff. And they work really hard on it. And it's not right. a question of integrity, you know. It's it's not no. like right. It's that, like like it's not a question of integrity, you know. No, the the man or right. woman out there making calls, they're they're doing it because that that's what they think they saw or didn't see. You know, it's not a question of integrity. Yeah. But those guys are trained too. I mean, I don't think a lot of people understand. They do go through a lot of training to look for those things, and they do pick those out. And and it's the subtle little things that 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 we oftentimes don't. You know, see that they pick up and go, oh, yeah, well, that was because of this. I'll t- and I'm, I'm kind of, I, I hear where Brad's coming from, Phil, uh, and I get that. <laughs> you know, that that's a that's a legit point. You know, if you have it, use it. I guess. I, you know, and I was always. It's taken me a long time in baseball to to get to even close to that part, just because. You know, kill the ump. That's part of the. You know, I just grew up with. There's going to be a neighborhood play at second, and he's out. Ball was there first. Tag was down. I don't care to see it any more than that. He called him out. Yep. You know that. That's it. You know, there's no ties in baseball. You're either out or you're safe. That's how I grew up, and that's it. Period. You know, is and, that a strike or a ball? He called it a strike, and, so that's a strike. And I, you know, and, and we had this conversation with Mike Schmidt of the NCHC, and he agrees. If they can't overturn it in three three minutes, the call stands. And you're you're back out the door. Now you, you know, know. but sitting on rewinding it, rewinding it, rewinding it for ten minutes. No, that that's got to go away. And and you got to put a time limit on him. And he agrees. He goes, you know, if you can't overturn that uh, in three views that you see. And the other thing I recommend, I said, maybe you just need to get a guy that's in the central 
area that is watching all the games like they do in the NHL, boom, he just makes the call. Done. And, he, you, and you move on. That's here's And we'll put this to bed. Here's here's my beef, and I know it's 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 probably my uh, Tommy Dosh, who I'm, I'm with on a weekly basis, Paul Mike Berg. Here's my beef in football. Don't err on the side of letting a play play out. When you know the, the worst thing you can do is stop a play when there is a big question mark about whether it was a strip sack fumble, you know, on a quarterback's arm going forward. You know, kind of looks like a fumble. Like, and then, and then a lot of times you'll see that flag come in, psh, whistle down, and then you go to the replay, and and they go, uh, and then they divert back to the call. Well, of course, it, the call was made so prematurely that you never let it go on to see what that plays. So I, that's that's my one big thing is if you're going to err, err on the side of letting something kind of play out, and then make a decision. But that's just that's just me. But yeah, you know, Vikings won anyway, despite the. Uh, Despite, despite everything, the Vikings had beat the Bills. Uh, Phil, you ready for a little North Dakota State, North Dakota football game on Saturday? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. The Dome will be rocking as it always is, and, and uh, you can't, can't, can't and, and deny it's gonna it. Be, it's it's going to be fun from the standpoint that it's finally it's a meaningful game for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, both teams, for sure one team really needs to win to solidify their spot. Um, but in this game, they both want to win pretty badly. And, and I, and I just wish we can get to a point where they're actually playing for some kind of trophy of some sort. Yeah. Get, get a little, uh, you know, a little something. Get a little more to it and, you know, be like the big 10 and, and everything else. But yeah, I mean, it should, it should be a great game. Um, you know, I think they're, they're pretty, pretty equal, you know, talent wise, uh, from what I've been able to see. Um, and then, and I think it'll just come down to who makes the least mistakes, uh, quite frankly, and, and who can tackle better. Oh, oh Jack, yikes. Got to work on that. And, <laughs> you know, and my friend, Charlie Bridgeford brought up a point. He goes, you know, they're not doing a lot of contact in practice and that may be something to think about, you know, and, and then maybe he's right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that they're not running up and they're hitting guys are kind of just running up and then pretending that they are, but you know, and that's what they were doing on this weekend. They oh. were pretending they were t- because it wasn't happening. If I had a nickel for every time Tom Josh said, "You got to run through that. You got to, you got to tag. Yeah. You got to run through that and finish that tackle of that." Yeah. And Brad, do we yeah. know the condition of Hunter uh, Lipke? Do we know he came out? No, of I, I, in I a was. Sling uh, I, I watched that game. Yeah, he he was he was in a sling in the second half. And usually, if you're in a sling, you're probably not playing Saturday. But yeah. we'll see if, if, if Matt Entz uh, gives us any details in, in the, a little in the over pressure an hour, coming up. Yeah, at yeah. two o'clock. Yeah, I mean, if it's a shoulder separation, they'll give them a little uh, Novocaine, and you know that that works. And 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 we can be creative with padding and things too. But but if it's a shoulder dislocation or something like that, that's a little more tricky. So well, we'll see. You know, they'll, you'll we'll find out when uh, when the game starts. Let the fur fly. Yeah, and uh, Mason Miller went down one of their uh, starting offensive linemen too, and that uh, also didn't look real. Uh... Encouraging for NDSU. Part of the season where, boy, you just crossing your fingers for health, you know, and 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 and, and yep. for everybody. Doc, I, man, we wish we must really hit some topics there because we just rushed through like our second break at Tootsweet. Doc, uh, thank you, sir. Great to see you again as always, and we will uh, we'll see you maybe this weekend or, or talk next week, buddy. 
Absolutely. Have a good week, guys. We'll Th- talk to you soon. Thanks, Doc. Dr. Phil Johnson, orthopedic surgeon. Quick time out. We'll come back, set the stage. Busy, busy, fun week for you. Tomorrow we're back at Twin Peaks, by the way. It's the Jack Michael Show with Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson, right here on 740 The Fan. The Power Trip Morning Show. To come back like you did, I'm impressed because I would have just great. asked the bet. We thought it was over. I'm, it, honestly, it reminded me of my first marriage. Everybody was scoring except me. <laughs> so. The Power Trip Morning Show, 530 to 9 a.m. weekdays on 740 The fan. Nick Swartzen is coming to Fargo. Party time! Nick Swartzen live at the Fargo Theater Saturday, November 19th. Another level of excitement. I was uh, in a two things. A happy birthday to Josh Dumel. I guess I realized I share my birthday, share birthday with, with Josh Dumel. I share my birthday with Josh Dumel. I also share my birthday, by the way, with Condoleezza Rice. Condi Rice, come on! <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. And then Reverend Run. You may know him as the Run of Run DMC. Really? Yes. All right. And I share this this date, nineteen ninety eight. Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman were married. What a day, November. 4th. What a time to be alive. I think November 15th, they were divorced in 1998. Okay. <laughs> as long as a, like a Kardashian. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> uh, deep down, I'm sure uh, folks are, are wondering, and by the way, congratulations to, uh, to Tommy Schuster, who's the uh, mm-hmm. Offensive Player of the Week, and, and Malachi uh, McNeil got his uh, hand on a block punt again. Uh, so that was big in that game. And uh, James Kayser, who had like 3,900 tackles. He, had a, he had, had a lot of them on Kayser Saturday, was, yes. In fact, in, in, in recovering the onside yes. kick at the end, so Kayser was was absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, Brad, you follow this, and before we break on that, and I, I'm sure uh, North Dakota fans are wondering, if they get a win in Fargo, are they a top eight? You know, I think the resume is strong. The strength of schedule is strong. I, I think it would make a, a really good case uh, for a top eight team, specifically from the conference in which they reside in. And there's something to be said about that. Uh, and, and I wouldn't doubt that. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, North Dakota State is a, is a top four. If they uh, run out here, how can you deny just one loss in the conference to the top team that, that's undefeated in the conference? So uh, I think things are setting up a little bit, but I do know going to be a lot of teams with seven wins, and there's going to be a lot of conversation uh, well, there's uh, on some, Sunday. There's some games out west, so yeah. obviously the Brawl of the Wild game. and uh, their Game day is going to be in Bozeman. How great is that, by the That's way? That's going to be fun. Uh, speaking of a game day, if you did not see the story about Ray Ruschel from NDSCS, yeah. please watch it. It is They did a phenomenal job. And I'm not saying that because I had 12 seconds of audio in there. <laughs> on college game day. Yeah, so that's right. So I, I've had my 12 seconds of fame. But <laughs> please watch it. It is, it's a great piece. Um, yeah, like I said, you'll You'll feel a little soft inside after that's, you watch yeah, it. So. Your allergies will start acting you, up. You might. Yeah. yeah. That's it. it. it nice really job together. That. That's so. right. You were on college game day yeah. this weekend, too. I had to interrupt Travis and I said, Travis, I need to watch this because I might have 10 seconds of pain. <laughs> that, yeah. where, where's that on the good, bad, great, and, and everything else? <laughs> Uh, football tonight, the Bubba Schreger Coaches Show on the Brother Station, 790 KFGO tonight at 6th in Washington and Philadelphia as well. Stick around. Common Man is next on The Fan. Can't help.